Washington knife raids, rolling like cascades. I've been up for the past days, trying to hide behind black shades. Premonition of bad dreams, cocaine blunts in the ashtray, speed of light in the fast lane. This is Unsighted with Lanisha David. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back into the podcast where dreamers, just like you and I, bear their souls. Today's guest is rapper Alpha H. I'm just super excited to bring episode three to you guys because it's an amazing feeling to be able to sit down once again with someone from your high school that's just doing big things and sending positive energy into this world. On the premiere episode of Unsighted with Lanisha David, I had Cortland Bragg, the youngest Emmy Award winning associate producer at NFL Films on the show. He too went to the same high school as me and Alpha, so shout out to y'all for doing something different and setting an example for those dreamers out there. Alpha is the kind of guy who just wears his heart on his sleeve, so he didn't hold back at all. Today we talk about his upbringing, his struggles, his triumphs, and his reality. We talk football, we talk struggles in the music industry, we talk rapper Meek Mill and the justice system, and of course, it wouldn't be incited with Lanisha David if my guest didn't leave you with a little advice and inspiration to end the show. So stick around until the end. Be sure to like and subscribe to Unsighted with Lanisha David on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. All feedback is welcome, so don't forget to leave a review. But for now, sit back and relax. Fresh out the studio, rapper Alpha H. So wait, pause. You got a teardrop tattoo? I had this in 2011. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had it for the longest. I'm scared to ask, why do you have one? <laughs> I'm scared to ask, but you know what? We we're not going we're not going to talk about that on the podcast, <laughs> right? No, nah, right? no, nah, we ain't gonna talk about that. Okay, so there is a reason why you have one though. Yeah, it's a okay. few reasons why I got it. Okay, okay, cool. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so. Thanks for having me. It's good to have people from around the way, put them on, you know, people you know. It's all about just, you know, positive vibes and, you know. Yeah. Helping um, helping my pulling everybody up. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we went to the same high school together, so it just feels good to have you here. How was the studio session? Lit. Lit. The studio session was lit. Yes, new music is definitely on this way. I'm excited. Did you um bring the homies in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had a few of the guys there. Um, but yeah, I just dropped them off. That's why I was kind of running late oh, okay. for real, for real. All right, and um, happy belated birthday again. <laughs> Thank you. Team Aries, you know my birthday just passed too. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna start here. All right, so take me back. Take me all the way back before you decided to become a rapper because I remember you doing your football thing in uh-huh. high school. Yeah. So did you play for Little League? Yeah. Okay. So I seen your post on Facebook on the your dad posted and you shared it. You was in a magazine? Yeah. Tell me about well, that. Well, that magazine back then we used to do uh like all the like the top players in the area. Mm-hmm. It was this 
this um, rivals camp that we all got invited to. So we all had to like take like pictures and all that stuff. So it was actually for a photo shoot. Oh, okay. The All South Jersey photo shoot. Oh, okay. And it just so happened we knew some kids who was doing like super super cool edits. He made the edits for us and we sent them to Rivals. Okay. So that's how that picture came up came about. So you somebody just did edits and they decided to put you on the magazine? Yeah. Oh. It wasn't it wasn't like an actual in like a magazine. Oh okay. it's just at the time the top players in the area, they was we did a photo shoot and they basically being as though that we was the top players in the area. They kind of made our pictures, the edits, oh. as to look like it was in a magazine. Oh, well, dang. I really thought she was in a magazine. <laughs> so, they did a very good job. Yeah. Um. So, you played Little League, and then you played high school for Winslow. Yes. And what about college? Where'd you go? I had offers to go to college, but around that time, I had caught a case, and I mm-hmm. got injured. Okay. I tore my uh, labrum in my hip, so I wound up losing my scholarship. Okay. So, so I didn't play not one down of college football. No. So what was that picture I seen with you in the red uniform? All state. That was my all star game in high school because oh. I was all state in high school. Oh, okay. So that was at the big governor's bowl at Rutgers, where okay. Jersey played the Northeastern. So the Northeastern combined is Pennsylvania, Ohio, mm-hmm. Maryland, and New York. Okay. First New Jersey top football players. Check so. you out. I didn't <laughs> it know was that. lit. It was fun. That was a while ago, though. Yeah. So, if I asked you back in high school, what did you want to go to college for? What would your answer have been? Just to step on the field. Honestly, to play ball. I felt like at that time, that's that's all I was putting my energy into, and. Mm-hmm. It seemed like, you know, it kept me out of trouble. Mm-hmm. But I, I prevailed at it. Like, I was really good at it. So I would have told you playing football. Okay. So are you allowed to talk about the case? I mean, yeah, now. So what what happened? <clears throat> I was running with some guys, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, me being me, the way I was I was brought up, mm-hmm. I always kind of stayed in the sound. Mm-hmm. But just me, you know, running with the wrong crowd. And I had got caught up into an ATV um, rink. Okay. Where like a bunch of ATVs was coming up missing and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And I got caught in it basically. Okay. But, you know, we beat it. We took it to trial. We beat it. But it just so happened at that time simultaneously, I I graduated June. I was supposed to go to school that January. Mm-hmm. Mind you, in that time span from June to, to January, that's when I got hurt and caught the case. Got you. So once... Uh, Coach Wise from Pitt had, I guess, found out that I had caught the case. They mm-hmm. was already taking a risk on me with me me being injured with mm-hmm. the torn labrum. Mm-hmm. And I guess when I caught the case, it was kind of, you know, like too much at that time. Mm-hmm. And then they was having a whole bunch of coaching changes at Pitt. So it just ain't work out. Yeah, it just ain't work out. Okay. But I, w- I wind up going on to playing uh, semi-pro. I won like two championships down Delaware, okay. so I was cool. What's the team, the semi-pro in Delaware? Uh, Delaware Legacy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, how would you say being an athlete helped you as an artist today? Uh, I mean, it helped me a lot. Because, you know, you got to be disciplined. Like, that's something I learned from football. That's something that translates into music. Being disciplined, your schedule, 
um, taking care of your body, being able to actually perform the records that you going in the studio to record. So, you know, I drop weight trying to get in the best shape I can be so I can, you know, give out the best performances I can. How much you weigh now? Uh, last time I was 267 267 I was up to like 340 yeah well, my ultimate favorite rapper is Mace. That's my ultimate favorite rapper, yeah. Why? I mean, growing up in Trenton at that time in the late 90s, Bad Boy was like at the top mm-hmm. of the game. Mm-hmm. And my brother, my older brother, <coughs> Dub, his favorite rapper was Mace at the time. We That's all I listened to. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I first got into, like, really listening to music, it was Mace. And once I heard him, I just knew he was going to be my favorite. Okay. He still is my favorite. Has he put anything out lately? Lately? Nah. I mean, he dissed Cameron not too long ago. Like, a, I want to say like six months ago. And the whole internet went crazy over it. I, I feel like I remember a little bit about it. Did he do a good job? <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> yeah, my boy sound good. Okay. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I mean, like, my favorite rapper, and usually everybody always says these names, but this because, you know, that's what you hear nowadays. It's like... Jay-Z and Kanye. Yeah. Like, Hove is one of my favorites. Reasonable mm-hmm. Doubt is one of my favorite albums from him. I study him. I study Hove. Mm-hmm. So I will put him up there. I got a, I got a few favorite rappers, though. Who else? Um, I really like Ross. I do, too. Um, mm-hmm. Meek, that's my guy. And... Of course, Meek. Free Meek. <laughs> yeah, Free Meek. <laughs> the Chaser's way. Um... And I also I like I like Kendrick, but I, like Kendrick I was I was I would keep it right there. I keep would it keep right it right there. there. Yeah. Okay. Um, how do you feel about the whole Meek Mill situation right now? I feel like Meek Mill is just an example of what's been going on for for decades in his justice justice system. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that it fell on, you feel me, his shoulders for him to really, I guess, be like the, the guinea pig of it. But I feel like this setback for him is kind of probably what he didn't need, but he needed it anyway. Because I feel like when he come home, I just feel like the sky really going to be the limit for that boy. And I feel like justice will be served soon. They're going to break them chains off of him soon. Yeah. So, yeah. I like how social media is being super positive. Like, yeah, very supportive. Like, speaking it in existence. Like, yeah. he's getting freed very soon. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just think the whole situation is just crazy. You know, and this is like an example because he already went to jail once, came back, and did his thing. And it's just like, you don't think this is going, you don't think this is going to break his spirit. You think he's going to come back on top. Yeah, I think I think this is gonna propel, really propel him to the top. Really? Yeah. Yeah, cause I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't. I've been been through some things, and I've been through some trials and tribulations. And um, <laughs> for me to go to jail once, get out, do my thing, and then go back, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. 
Yeah, but you got to understand from you got to look at where he come from mm -hmm. and where where he's at now. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, him sitting down right now is like something that nobody wants to go through or wants to do. Right. But I feel like just over over the years that he's uh, you know worked hard and put himself in the position that he in now, I feel like when he come home, it's really going to be like open arms because mm -hmm. I felt like a lot of people kind of shied away from him. And the whole Drake situation and when everything was just like going south for him but since he been arrested it's just like he been getting love from everywhere mm -hmm. like it was even people in the Olympics with the Free Meek Mill mm -hmm. on, the, on the snowboards mm -hmm. the Winter uh, Olympics they did the um, they opened up the uh, Super Bowl with yep. his music they had yeah. that playing during the parade out Philly yeah they had the Free Meek shirts up at the Philly game yeah. too so that's what's up um, yeah. I hope he gets out soon and I wish him nothing but the best. Yeah. Free the dog. <laughs> for real. So tell everybody what's your rapper name? Alpha H. Where did that come from? The H come from um Harlem World. Harlem World was a nickname that I took on as a younger. Mm -hmm. Being as though that Mace was my favorite rapper, he named one of his albums Harlem World. Okay. And my brother nickname was Double Up growing up and mm -hmm. that was another one of Mace's albums so Mace's first album was Harlem World his mm -hmm. second album was Double Up okay so me being a Mace fan and wanting to be like my brother mm -hmm. I took on the name Harlem World okay the alpha come from my you know my my love for dogs okay <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm I was very interested. I'm like, you know what? Let me ask him where his name comes from because yeah, it's the, something different. The alpha comes from my, my love for dogs and, you know, me being an alpha. My mom always told me when I was younger that I was going to be a leader. I was I was just, I was born an alpha. So it took me a while to really, like, settle in. I always knew I wanted to, you know, use that as my stage name. But it just I'm at a point now where I'm comfortable to like you know really really own my name and lead well i like it and i i like the meaning behind it even more yeah. for sure so tell me tell me a little bit about your upbringing in trenton uh you know like my upbringing in trenton um one parent household okay um two siblings um it wasn't the it wasn't the worst upbringing but definitely wasn't the best you know, my mom tried. She she made sure that we had, even if she had to work, you know, two jobs, wherever the case may be. She always bust her her ass to like really make sure we had. Um, I seen a lot of violence, drugs, um, family members being strung out on drugs real bad. It was it, it had its good moments and it had its bad moments, but I I got. A lot of morals instilled from me from those humble beginnings, the, the earliest stages that I still value to this day. Um, I mean, it was like the regular city, though. You had your good parts, you had your bad parts, fun times, sad moments. You know, it's Trent was Trent. It made me into who I am, though. Definitely made me into who I am. Okay, so before we sat down today, you know, I had to do my little social media check. <laughs> so I'm scrolling through your Facebook and I seen this post and I'm going to read it so the listeners can um, hear it. Okay. So you said, 
Watching a lot of childhood friends die year after year is the biggest reason why I strive to live my life to the fullest. Because it ain't no do-overs once you in that ground. All I want to do in this lifetime is give my intermediate fam and dogs a different way of life from telling my, and you put our in parentheses, story. That something can't nobody take from them even if it takes me. My birthday is six days away, but recent news got me out of spirit. I encourage anyone who's reading this to take the time out to appreciate the people in your life and give them their roses now because it won't do them no good if they can't smell them. Shine until you turn to ashes and the real will take care of the rest. Long live all the falling soldiers. Wow. <laughs> you you strike me as the kind of guy that just you just wear your heart on your sleeve. Yeah, facts. Um, but in this post, I I felt so much pain and passion all in one. Yeah. Walk me through what you were feeling when you wrote this post. Well, at that time, we just I just had got recent news that a a, a childhood friend that we look at as family, um, he had passed away. Mhm. Um, Chopper, and uh, it was like I was so excited just for I was I was excited that my birthday was coming i was excited that i was working on new music you know new opportunities just start to present itself it just starting to feel like the stars was aligned mm-hmm. and when he got took it from us it kind of it kind of fucked a lot of us up for real for real that really like grew up with him and you know been out there in that shit with him like it kind of fucked a lot of us up so that's that was like the 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 pain in that in that post, and I was just trying to stress to everybody like, it seemed like when people are here, we don't get them their roses. Like we wait until they they can they can't smell their roses to you know tell them how much they, how big of an impact they had on you, or you feel me how how inspiring someone might be, but you don't let them know, or um. Just, you know, just the, the pure appreciation of, of having, you know, good people around you, people that really care about you, that really, you know, seeing you go through the worst of things and, you know, see you striving to grab the best of things. So I think that's kind of what, you know, fueled that post around that time. Okay. So would you say you... Your heart speaks through your music. Yeah, yeah. That's why I feel like, I, being as though that everything with me kind of run off of emotion, I make like the music. Some of my music is like very mood setting, cause I make happy records. Like you know, you had your happy moments, your sad moments, your your moments where you trying to tell somebody like, yo, they not by themselves. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I feel like my music display all of that just sonically. In my own way. Do you freestyle? Yeah. A little bit? Yeah. Would you be able to do that? Sure. Really? <laughs> Why not? Alright. <laughs> um, spit something. Spit something about about Chopper. Um, Washington Knife Rays. Rolling like cascades. I've been up for the past days. Trying to hide behind black shades. Premonition of bad dreams. Cocaine blunts in the ashtray. Speed of light in the fast lane. 
Passing niggas that act strange. Some of my young niggas gave their life for that fast change. For the cabbage, let you have it. With the Matic from Wag Range. It was either play ball or get a flow, but I had dreams. Mama was a soldier and my dad was a crack fiend. Dub always told me, since a pup, bro, you can have it. So I'm fried nah, right now. <laughs> nah, that's what's I'm up. Fried. So, what makes you keep going? Why, why do you get out of bed every morning? Why do you stay committed? Why do you, why do you stay committed to the studio sessions? Like, what is your, your why? My why is knowing that my story can. My why is, is knowing that my story can really affect somebody's life in a in a, a greater way. So I know at some point everything that I'm doing right now is either going better someone's life closer to mine or I'ma help somebody and it could be a ten year old, thirteen year old kid in Nebraska that hear a song that just resonate for him, that help him get through some shit. So like Stuff like that is why I continuously, you know, get up and get to the grind. Get up and get to the grind. Okay. So, when did you get your first bullet wound? And I say, I say bullet wound when, I mean, when did you hear your first no? Or your first comment about your music that felt like you just got shot in your chest? Like, did he or she just say that? Like, uh. did that just happen? I grad I graduated 2000 I want to say 2012 I had dropped the project I recorded probably about 10 songs in like three days um didn't put much effort into you know really getting them edited at that time I was just trying to you know get back and in, getting into the the full swing of things mm -hmm. and I could just it's not like somebody actually said yo bro I didn't like this or or whatever the case may be, it was just more so like the quality of the mm -hmm. music at that time. Mm -hmm. So I, I understood how important your, your quality sonically has to be mm -hmm. to, you know, break through. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I would say around 2011, 2012, I had my fair share of, of bullet wounds at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, try, I try not to... Uh, we we try to avoid them now though, so that's why we stay in the studio like we do, we do. Okay. Um. All right. So you just answered my next question because I was about to ask you how did you overcome it, and you you just said you avoid. Just it. keep working. Yeah. Just keep working. So you you work with um multiple producers. Yeah. Um. What about management? Management. I'm actually looking for new management right yeah. now. Okay. What happened with your first one? Uh, my first manager, he, he actually moved out to LA about, I want to say about a year now. And it's just like the communication on both ends and him being on that coast and me being over here is it's just not working out for real, for real. And it's like, I feel like at this point, I just need somebody to really, you feel me, be here on, on this area, on this coast. And that really can go to bat for me and you know it's certain stuff like I wear a lot of hats mm -hmm. for me I still gotta work still gotta take care of my mom and still try to mm -hmm. you know dedicate myself to the craft mm -hmm. but it's certain stuff in this music industry that I need somebody that's kinda like yo I know H gotta send these emails to these A&Rs and all that type of stuff and you know getting more shows and all that and it's like since he left it's just 
it feel like my career just been on like a pause in a way and I don't like that feeling so right as of right now you know we working we working some things out but I'm looking for new management on this coast okay because I feel like him being out LA right now it's not or kinda it's not helping me no it's not helping me and I don't feel I don't wanna I don't wanna um feel like I'm my career is just in somebody's hands waiting for them to be mm-hmm. like alright I made a move or whatever the case may be so mm-hmm. it's just me taking back the control right <clears throat> did you guys um did you sign a contract nah no. it's just it, it was it's, he took on the role as my manager and that's somebody he I went to school with him so you know oh, okay me him and Stano uh shooter we all went to high school together so it's like I know him we got a good rapport mm-hmm. but he always had an interest in into music he actually was a uh, I think interning where was ice interning at he was trying to intern at I want to say Sony mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken I don't want to misquote but so it's like he's getting his feet wet into the whole management thing so that's why i said it's kind of like all right my first time really having a manager his first time really managing the artist Mm -hmm. so it was kind of like trial and error Mm -hmm. but you know business is business some things work out some things don't work out so when um so you guys never had a formal hey i'm parting ways he just moved across you know he moved across but it's like we was talking when he first when he first got to LA. We was, you know, we had talk every every day, almost mm-hmm. every day, then every other day, and mm-hmm. then it's just like the communication, just of uh, him trying to juggle what he got going on out mm-hmm. California, because you know he's working, mm-hmm. paying rent, all that, mm-hmm. and I'm doing all this on this coast, and mm-hmm. it just seemed like we could never really find the time to talk about all the important things we needed to talk about. Right. And it just got to the point where it's like like my birthday just came up and I haven't spoken to him in a little while. But, you know, he sent me a, you know, birthday text. Like, yo, bro, this, that, and the third. And I let him know that I got a new number. So I should be in contact with him real soon. But the communication just spiraled down. Okay. And when I feel like communication spiraled down, I just try to take the control back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, don't you hate that? Yeah. Like, when you really want something so bad and it just doesn't it doesn't work out it doesn't work out your way yeah I mean sometimes it happens though you know it go like that it's just it come with it you just got rolled with the punches and adapt right when I first started my journey into becoming a storyteller no matter no matter what you go through in life, you always gonna have your haters, mm-hmm. and you gonna go through things like that. Um, but me, for me, when I first started, I'm like, all right, I know I'm gonna have my haters. I know I'm gonna hear the noise, but my family got me. In K Ron, that was not the case. They didn't have me. Like they didn't see my vision. They didn't see my dreams. You know, my moms, my aunts, and my uncles and my grandmas. They all went to school for nursing, so mm-hmm. they all thought I was going to follow that path, and I didn't. So, at some point, like, they on board now, like, they see it now that things is coming to play for me, but at some point, I had to realize that my vision is my vision, and not everybody was going to see it. Right. So, my last question for you is, what is some advice you would give those dreamers out there who feel like, at time, they don't have anyone in their corner supporting them? 
and two, how how do you ignore the haters? My advice to all the dreamers out there is to dream. Dream big, but understand that you have to execute the dream. Understand that it's going to be times where everybody don't get the vision and they're not supposed to get it. It's your vision. Everybody not supposed to get the vision. But also understand along in the journey, you are going to come across people who absolutely understand your vision. And those people gives you those people gives you the extra burst to really it's like they kind of just like just rejuvenated you like mm -hmm. recharged you mm -hmm. in a way yeah. and you come across those people and, and and my dealings with me being in this music industry is just like I had moments where I felt like you know it was just me me and my producer just us like ain't we don't got no label backing us like I'm we thirty thousand dollars in our own money mm -hmm. you feel me it's been plenty of times where it's just like motherfuckers feel like they don't like like it feel like motherfuckers don't get it but my thing is it's like it's your vision for a reason never give up on your reason dream big and understand that you have to execute you gotta work at it because nothing is it, ain't no miracles really just gonna happen you feel me ain't no miracles really just gonna happen so if you keep god first stay true to your vision and stay true to yourself that's all that matters Winning hate comes with winning anyway, cause hate usually is the motherfuckers that told you or didn't buy into the vision and they see it blossoming and it's like, damn, you feel me mm -hmm. in a way. So it's just like hate gonna come regardless. Hate just know you doing something right. Right. Cause when they not hating, you feel me, you not working hard enough. True. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you how do you ignore the haters? Like uh just stick to the craft I just stick to the craft sometimes they get the best of me sometimes I might snap out mm -hmm. and you know <laughs> I, I vent musically or mm -hmm. I might vent on you know IG going there rant for a little bit but mm -hmm. I try to keep that energy away from me. social media yeah I try to keep that energy away from me but you know the hate inspires me a lot of times so it's like when they do come sometimes i might not ignore it it just depends mentally what space i'm in at that point so everything is situational but hate gonna come for sure <laughs> um, um, mm. i would like to say i ignore my haters all the time but you're right sometimes i don't sometimes i get we human we run off of emotions sometimes they, they get the best of you sometimes they don't but it's gonna come that's something that is not gonna come. Right. All right, Cameron. So tell everybody where they can find you, find your music at, and where they can find you on social media. You can find my music everywhere. Everywhere you go, listen to your favorite artist at. You can find Alpha H on there. Alpha H Limitless is on um, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google Play. SoundCloud. Um, my Instagram is is alpha h i t s a l p h a a. I spelled that right. I'm fraud. A l p h a h alpha h. Yeah. I'm fraud. I'm sorry. 
uh same as my soundcloud uh alpha h and you know new music on the way okay um facebook uh i don't do too much on the facebook. No facebook i try i try to keep it more so <laughs> Just Instagram. Yeah, I try to keep it more so Facebook personal because I got a lot of family on oh, okay. there. Okay, say less. So <laughs> I try about? to balance it on there. But if you want to find me on Facebook, you can find me at K Ron. <laughs> K A R O N. Government name. <laughs> K A R E L R F U A. And that's your middle name? <laughs> nah. It's a long story. All right. We cool. could do that segment. Yeah, we <laughs> I'll, I'll drop that out. Um, what about your uh, Twitter? Um, I'm on, I'm, I'm on there, uh, it's Alpha H, but I'm not active on Twitter. I gotta get back active on Twitter. Right, so everybody can find you on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram is my money. Okay. <laughs> Hi, so, thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem. And that was Alpha H. One thing I want you guys to take from this episode is to understand that it is okay to walk alone understand that not everyone is going to see your vision and that is okay to follow your dreams can be a lonely road but with a purpose it can and will all be worth it one day keep going and keep going for you eventually people will see your vision one day and alpha said if they ain't hating then you ain't working hard enough check out alpha h limitless available everywhere now what y'all gonna do how or bow Thank you guys so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. And if you haven't already, please leave a review and be sure to like and subscribe to Inside It with Lanisha David on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Follow my journey, y'all. I'm out. Remind me not to lose myself. That's when the rain gets to fall. It's coming down on me. Feels like the weight of the world was blowing out.